0: I'm going to talk about three reasons why you should not have any children. You should never have any children, in my opinion. The reasons relate to uh, economic reasons, environmental reasons, and reasons of child welfare, or human welfare, or suffering in general. I'll also talk about some of the common arguments people make for having children and I'll address these arguments. Firstly I'll talk about the economic arguments against having children and it's this is a fairly obvious one and it simply relates to the cost of having children. there's a high um, I suppose physical, fiscal burden of having children it's not just the school fees as well as the the cost of clothes and nappies and and so forth but we need to consider the increase in the size of everything that you need so for example if you have a child you're probably going to need a Bigger car, or if you do find just walking around everywhere, or if you do find riding a bike, you'll probably need to buy a car. Um, if you live in a one bedroom apartment and it provides you with enough room, well, if you have a child, then you're probably going to need a two bedroom apartment or, or a house, which means higher living costs. So, already we're seeing uh, an escalation in the, in the costs. Um, the cost of accommodation is, um, quite problematic, not just, not just pure, in terms of pure economics, but we need to consider the, uh, The environmental problems Uh, in my opinion this is something I'll talk about later but one of the problems with having children is that it's it's terrible for the environment Um, and one of the reasons is uh, not just because the child will go on to to pollute the world but in order to raise a child you need more space so you'll need a bigger car that's going to pollute more. You'll need a bigger house. That's going to pollute more as well. There's going to be higher construction costs. Uh, chances are most people who have a family choose to have a, uh, a family home. And these are terrible for the environment because of the, uh, the low density which necessitates uh, Car uh, transport everywhere destroys the walkability of a place, um, and because it uh, has low density, um, it leads to housing affordability issues, uh, which uh, ironically causes the uh, the next generation to to suffer because they face. Higher living costs, so that's another reason why you shouldn't have children, because uh, there's a good chance they will they will suffer because of the oppression of the generations before them. So, so there's a high, uh, you know, direct cost of simple goods such as nappies. There's the increase in the size of everything that you need to buy, that increases your costs. Another economic consideration is the, um, the indirect costs. So this is something that a lot of people don't consider when they have children. When you have a child, someone's gonna look after it. So you can pay someone to look after your child, For example, you can put the baby into a childcare, however, that's going to cost you a lot of money, maybe $100 or more per day. Some people think that if they don't put their child into childcare and get one of the parents to look after it, then they save money, but they miss out on is the fact that the person who takes care of the child could have been working. Now usually this burden of child rearing falls upon women so that's another reason why having children is bad and I'll explain this later in more detail but the burden usually falls on women and this may be biological or it may be cultural it may be both. Regardless, this burden puts them at a disadvantage. So having children, is it, it oppresses women. That's the problem with it. That's one of the problems of it. But let's go back to the pure economics. Let's say the, the female looks after the, the child. Well that woman could have could have been working so let's say she could have earned 50k which is approximate uh, average salary then by looking after a baby for a whole year she foregoes 50k it may have been cheaper if she had put the baby in the childcare it all depends on how much she could have earned of course this is a waste of money. So there's three costs that I've identified already. There's the, the direct costs of you know the obvious costs like you know nappies. There's the size of everything you have to increase. There's the opportunity cost, lost earnings. So already we have huge. Economic costs; these are backed up by uh, numerous studies, economic studies that have been done on the cost of child rearing. There have been uh, there's a study that's been done uh, in Australia that shows that raising two children costs uh, overall about five hundred thousand dollars. So that would Approximately be about two hundred and fifty thousand uh, dollars each child. Um, however, this these studies may not even, from what I understand, from what I've read, these studies don't even consider the opportunity cost. They don't look at not just the lost earnings but also lost investment earnings. So, for for example, if you if you have a woman not working for one year, that's $50,000. That $50,000 could have been invested. And over um, a decade or two, that money would um, compound in there. And then you add all the other years that she's not w- working. It's, it's a huge amount of money that's that's lost um there's a Time magazine um, article that uh, suggests that overall lifetime uh, net worth reduction as a result of having one child is about one million dollars so it's a huge huge burden huge financial burden So we're talking about the economic, Uh, argument against having children and many people attack this because it's 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 selfish and it uh, it seems very uh very cruel to not have children uh because of children because of because of money there's this uh belief that um you know children it's having a child is not about money it's about Doing what's good for the world, uh, helping the world, doing good what's doing good for society. There's a there's a. It's not about selfishness. There's a altruistic reason for having children. But I disagree with this, and we only need to look at the environmental um, the environmental impact of having a child. There have been numerous studies done that look at the best thing that uh, we can do to help the environment uh, in terms of reduction in carbon emissions, and having one fewer child comes out at the top. I believe it's about 60 60 tons of uh, carbon abated, Um, and... The the amount of CO2 reduction from not having a child, or having one fewer child, is much higher than pretty much anything else you can do, uh, including, say, recycling, um, uh, going vegan, driving an electric car... Um, you know, not using plastic. Doing all these things are great, but they're, they're nothing compared to having a child. Having a child is the most damaging thing you can do for the, uh, for the world. Um, and the, the, the science completely backs this up. There's, uh, there's a lot of articles about this, a lot of scientific studies as well. Uh, so, that is uh, the environmental argument. We also need to consider that it's not just carbon emissions. There's also the, um, the rubbish the, and other pollution, the, the congestion, the smoke. Uh, you know, humans, it's not just carbon emissions. There's all sorts of uh, damage and harm that humans do. Um, not just to one another, which I'll cover later, but um, you know, to, um, to to the environment and to uh, non-humans. So, for example, um, um, you know, the slaughter of animals, for instance, uh, one billion animals are uh, slaughtered every every week for for livestock for um, for eating cows and chicken, and uh, as the human population grows, the um, in order to feed everyone, the, uh, the slaughter methods are, uh, need to be much more, I suppose, faster, and uh, this crams plenty of animals close together and leads to immense suffering. Uh, suffering that uh, is completely avoidable because there's no, uh, nutritional requirements. Um, you know, there's, there's, I mean, the fact that, you know, vegan people are perfectly healthy shows that you don't need to eat animals to, to live. Um, you know, you don't need, um, you know, you can get protein from, you know, beans, um, you know, you can get, um, you know, anything from a vegan diet, but the fact that people choose not to do that means that humans are naturally oppressive and uh, you know, naturally exploitative. They naturally cause harm to others or those weaker than they are. And they do this as a product of evolution. It's uh, It increases the probability of survival To oppress others. That's why we have the instinct to do this. So that means that the more people there are, the more oppression there is, the more suffering there is. So that gets to my third point, which is that um, if you have children, it's not a good thing um, you know, not, not only economically, but for others it's bad as well because of the suffering. Because humans are naturally oppressive, and I might lie, it's not just humans, it's it's all life that is oppressive. Uh, life evolves such that there is competition, aggression, oppression, and exploitation. This causes immense suffering. And if you have a child, they are going to be the victims of this suffering or they will be the perpetrators. Most likely they'll be both. We all are. And you can't, you can make an effort to protect your child from suffering, but given the magnitude of oppression out there it's it's hard but also you can't protect them all the time they are their own people you can't be there all the time to protect them and should you maybe that will harm them in the long run and not only that but if they have children then your control over them diminishes so you do not have any uh, control, power over whether they will be victims or even perpetrators of suffering and oppression on others. So, you know, to, to give an example, if you give birth to, um, you know, someone, and then that person gives birth to another person, so you've got a grandchild, and then that grandchild becomes the victim of rape. Well, that victim of rape would never have been raped if you never had children. So, in a way, there's there's blood in your hands. So, so th- so this is the problem. Another problem is that there are many problems with the world. The future is highly dystopian if we, what generally tends to happen is people have children and then they vote for policies that oppresses the youth. So, for example, take um, pensions. A lot of pensions nowadays are highly um, generous for um, for those born in the the boomer generation. So in Australia, they uh, have access to fairly good pensions. But the problem is that as the population ages, more money is needed to keep these boomers alive. That means more taxes on the young, the millennials, the Gen Zs. And so these people, the young have to work harder, they don't get as much money effectively to keep the old alive, and and then not only that, but pension the pension age is rising. Uh, the government has no choice but to increase it because, well, you know, there's not much money because uh, it's expensive to keep the boomers alive, And there's not many children around to to work. So they have to increase it. And this means that younger people have to work more, pay higher taxes, and get lower benefits in the future. And this will continue on to the next generation. When the millennials have children, then those millennials will grow old, they'll vote for policies that benefit them, they'll oppress those um, underneath them, or younger than them. So it's it's very unfair, and it's hypocritical, really, to have children and then vote for policies that oppress them. It's, it's kind of stupid, but, you know, people do it. Um, so, for example, another... Example of how this plays out is um, housing affordability. So, a lot of parents have, um, like like I said, when you have a child, you need larger property. And when you need larger property, you have to, um, people tend to go for the family homes. Which are low density, which, and because they're low density, they increase the uh, the cost of the cost of um, of land. So uh, this is a product of you know, nimbyism So typically, you have what you have is a um, an urban sprawl. You have a city in the middle. You have all these low density suburbs around it, and for people to get you know close to the city where all the work is they need to you know, build in these suburbs, increase the density but because of because people in those suburbs don't want the place to get to um um you know high density they'll resist any uh, development attempts and therefore um, this just increases the, the price because there's a lack of supply. So, a lack of supply means uh, prices go up. It's so the law of supply and demand. So, by doing this, they're increasing housing affordability, which means that their children can't afford uh, to, to you know, put a roof over their head. Or if they can, it's going to cost much more. So, um, so this is why. This is why. This is one example of, um, I suppose, intergenerational oppression. Another reason why having uh, children causes suffering is the impact on on women, and I've spoken about this before. Um, Children are bad for women. Nothing holds women back more than motherhood. If a a child is born, then the burden usually falls on women. Uh, Due to biology, it is only a woman who gets pregnant, so she has to take time off work. So already there's lost earnings there. Um... Usually when the woman takes care of the baby, she, um, so not only does she take time off when she's pregnant, but also when she's, she's taking care of the baby in the baby's early years, she's off work even more. She loses all her skills, her, her knowledge completely deteriorates and she doesn't have any money, so she has to rely on the man for money. Money is power, therefore, in this arrangement, the woman has low power relative to the man, who has more money. A difference in power leads to imp- leads to oppression. And we're seeing that in the epidemic in domestic violence and violence against women. Just look at the statistics, you'll see that uh, violence against women in a domestic setting is extremely high. This is a product of motherhood. This is a product of procreation. Procreation is to blame for this. In my opinion, women should never have children. They should sterilize themselves straight away. Um, Now if they don't want to get sterilized by getting a tubal ligation, uh, they should look to some sort of contraception. Um, Another option I suppose is abortion, but that all depends on the legislation in different countries and that can be very controversial. So. So, it is true that um, humans um, so sort of naturally evolved a sex drive, but you can easily enjoy sex without having children because of contraception. So, there's condoms, there's pills, there's devices that. Women put in them. There's tubal ligation. There's vasectomies, and there's abortion as well. So the technology is there to to uh, to get all the benefits of um, of sex, as well as the, I suppose, physical intimacy. Um, of um, you know, human connectedness, uh, without procreation. Now, of course, even if we ignore all this, even if we ignore the sex, well, someone could argue that there's a maternal or a paternal instinct, and you know this is this makes sense. You know, from an evolutionary perspective, uh, we evolved. Um, to to want children because uh, such an instinct, uh, assuming it is heritable, would um, be more likely to survive, um, or be more likely to be passed down to generations. Now, just because something is natural, it doesn't mean that we should give in to it. So, for example, rape. Is natural. We see it in the natural world. Um, arguably it's a behavior that um, was selected for via evolution. Murder is also natural. We see it in the, um, the natural world. It's occurred throughout human history. It's completely natural doesn't mean we uh, should necessarily do it, just because something's natural, just because something, just because there's an instinct within us to do something, it uh, doesn't mean that we can't exercise self-discipline, self-control, so that we can achieve some other uh, objective. So, another argument people give for children is that having a child allows them to uh, look after you when you're old. Now this I think is probably a, a fairly good argument um, Because it's it is true when you have a child uh, That child if you you know teach them That that's their duty Then they'll probably they'll probably do it. They'll probably look after you they'll, um, they will They will Visit you in the nursing home. They may not do it. They may hate you and try to uh, make you suffer. But you know, it's it's about probabilities. If you don't have a child at all, there's there's no one visiting you at the um, at the nursing home uh, unless you know maybe you have friends or or. You know, maybe if you've got a wife or, or a husband or, or a partner, um, but then you're assuming you're living longer than they are. Um, so having a child does. There's that extra loved one who may help you. Now, um, this. The, the thing is, you can get this by not having children so for example like I said your spouse if you have a much younger spouse then they can they can uh, help you um, as well of course who's gonna help your much younger spouse well I suppose they can remarry. Um, but also, you can also get the same benefits from say an adopted child. So maybe you know very late into your your um, your life, in order to minimise the uh, the cost of having children, you adopt a child, and then that child may help you in your old age. Of course, you could argue that because you're waiting a long time to have a child then that child may not be uh as connected to you or or close to you and so they're less likely to to look after you so these are all things that need to be weighed up the probability that the child look after you they may rebel against you they may hate you um you also need to consider the the costs, um, as well as the alternatives. Of course, we need to talking about alternatives. We need to consider things like how how important is it that the child visits you in your nursing home? Will that will that do anything? Like they'll just visit you and then off they go, and then the uh, the staff will take care of you. So. Uh, you know the child will probably visit you to uh, hope to get uh, an inheritance, and um, you know they'll just visit every now and then. You know they've got a life as well. They'll have to pay that huge mortgage because of the uh, the high cost of um, of living. So you know they they need to go to work and uh, and. Yeah, will they even have time or money or or any desire to, you know, wash you or clean you or, or do anything really. They'll just, you know chances are they'll just throw you in a nursing home and and, you know, hope that you uh, hope that you die to collect the um, the inheritance money. So you need to consider these things. You also need to consider the the policy Of the the country, Um, in terms of um, assisted suicide, perhaps if uh, you don't want to, you just want a clean exit, you can um, you can look into assisted suicide. Um, You know, in some countries that may be fine, in others it may be uh, not okay. So it all depends. So, another thing to consider is that your ability to look after yourself in your old age is uh, greatly enhanced with more money, and you'll have more money if you don't have children. So that needs to be weighed as well. But, of course, we need to consider that... Um, you know, your ability to manage your money as you get older may be impaired somewhat. So maybe your children might manage it for you better. But then, do you trust your children to manage your money for you? They may just run off with it. So it, it gets complicated. And it's uh, not something that... Uh, there's much certainty about, you know, what, what happens far into the future is, uh, is very uncertain and it could, it could be either way, you never know, um, how things are going to pan out. So I think with these, uh, issues, we should just sort of, um, hope for the best or if things don't turn out well, then hopefully there's a, a plan B.